are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, on a week 15 edition of the Sunday card. As the great Lionel Richie says, hello, is it me you're looking for? After that brutal week for me on the Sunday card podcast from week 14, I am back ready to show my face to a winner, to a champion, the wonderful Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silbreth, who is back again in the winner's circle, dominates again. Matt, it gets better and better for you. I tripped along the way in just a couple of things. The ones I got, I felt like, are like, wow, how did I get that? And, of course, it was on the mind melt, but we didn't quite pull through on all of them. Good morning, Matthew. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, you said we went 4-1 last week. You said we're supposed to do it again. So I just did it, Dan. I don't know. I, I thought you were on the same page as me. But, you know, uh, yeah, like I said, we, we definitely we hit one mind meld last week and one mind meld we could not have been further off on. It was over basically in the first five seconds of that game, it felt like, with the Giants. But, mm-hmm. and again, another winning week to do it uh, week 14 with four weeks left to close out this regular season. We just got to, you know, we're trying to stay above that uh, 60% mark on the year. Well, we're going to fly through these review because we are going to do something that we did a couple of weeks ago. We are going to re-tier the league, and I will tell you, there will be plenty of surprises, I think, for this entire show. From picks to tiering of the league, for at least from me, I will say that. Before we do that, before we do the review, let's welcome in our producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, who, I mean... Are your ribs hurting as much as Mike White? What's going on? That guy is an animal. Good morning. That guy is, uh, you shouldn't have bet against him. I told you nine and a half. A lot of points. We'll take ah, that back. So we'll go cover. Yeah. I think I went 50 I, on the bet the narrative too. So. Yes. Well, a quad, a quad, you know, deck there. That was difficult to do. And okay, go 500 so you don't hurt yourself. I cannot tell you the amount of expletives I rang out on a fourth <laughs> and one field goal. I just could not believe that they did something like that. Two possession game. You got to, you, you know, you got a two possession game. You got to get it closer. You got to make it, got to get it within sight. Totally ridiculous. Go for it. Fourth and one at the five yard line. Are you kidding? Oh, I, it made me sick. Anyway, well, I guess we'll go through mine since I went two and three. Jets, losers. Browns, losers. Giants, losers. Just a bunch of loser teams that I don't even know why I even picked them. We'll get to our mind meld and our winners in a second, but like those were all freaking brutal. So, and then really, the Jets are, are, are still alive, obviously, but. Our mind melts, they do work out. We had two. First off, Detroit. Is Detroit a fluke? Are they a story? Or is this a legitimate threat, Matthew? Playing really good ball. I mean, obviously, the reason we took them last week, it was a perfect storm of we think that they are pretty good, playing better you know, better and better since the bye week in Minnesota. Still, people just – that defense, the defense is bad. We're not talking – I think people, when they we talk bad about the Vikings, they want to be like – well, Kirk Cousins is pretty good, and they have Justin Jefferson. Their secondaries got awful, and they've given up like 400 yards of offense for five weeks in a row now. So that's that. It was a perfect storm with the pick last week in Detroit, Minnesota. I heard former head coach Mike Marks talk this week. He's a Super Bowl uh, head coach, got the Rams to the Super Bowl in all one. And he said, if you're going to take a bet on a team to make the Super Bowl, 
why not the Lions? Because they are the the 2007 Giants. They are going on a crazy run, and he thinks that they are playing the best of any team in football right now. So that was a very interesting proposition. A team that is not playing good football but magically found a way to do it, Matthew, even though they didn't win. I mean, you got there's life, there's life, and then you know Russ went down and was knocked out at the end of the game. But how? Where does twenty eight points come out of that thing? And, and I mean, they were down what twenty seven nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, that was one I, I packed up. I said, all right, well, I guess we're not going to hit that one. And then again, just crazy thing after crazy thing happened. And uh, yet again, the Chiefs' defense. Uh, we love the Chiefs every year because they're really good in offense and the parents' darkness, but. Defense is suspect yet again. We can't rely on that defense to close anything out. So that's where it's going to, you know, come important come playoff time. If you're lighting up as many points as the Broncos, this highest points they've allowed all year. Oh, the Bron- and, and you know you're not going to win a Super Bowl giving up that many points to this putrid, historically bad offense. Yeah, very, very bad. I mean that that was it raised some red flags for me. Oh, to just put it that way. But you win on the Baltimore Ravens, kind of gritting out a win. I don't know if they looked good doing it, but, you know, Mitch Trubisky coming in kind of helped, didn't it? Yeah, I was like, again, Kenny left in the first quarter, like early first quarter. Uh, it was pretty early on in the game. And again, yeah, that's, I mean, whether who was ever in there at quarterback, that was the idea of this one is just grind it out with the defense, Baltimore. Mm. And, and they did it again. And, and you know, I'm going to take Harbaugh and just about any coaching matchup in that division. Yeah, I, I, even against Tomlin, I mean, at home, Tomlin with not as the favorite, but the dog is usually much better. Speaking of dogs, we've got a cat dog and half the money line parlay with Carolina, who is playing well. And again, yeah, that's why we throw Cleveland just out the window. Very, very frustrated with the money line parlay. But Carolina, uh, bully ball, are they? Uh, I mean, that NFC South is completely up for grabs now, I suppose. Yeah, I mean they 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 could be they should be super highly motivated to try and make the playoffs. I mean, this, someone's going to get in the playoffs with a losing record out of the <laughs> NFC South because just screw them. But uh, yeah, I mean they should have all the motivation to keep going down the stretch. And again, it's they've looked pretty good as a team as long as Baker Mayfield's not the quarterback. Correct, and if Sam Darnold as the quarterback, they've actually looked pretty okay. So uh, very very interesting there. Under the weather loses. Money line parlay loses just a tough overall week for the specials. But like I said, I do think that we are, we've been sniffing it at some point. It's going to happen. This is, this is the point in the season where you catch teams that are overvalued, I think. And you can catch teams that were really good in the beginning of the year that really aren't that good. December shows the true colors. So as we go forward, let us re tier the NFL, re-tier the AFC and NFC, and see if any changes were made. And then I'll ask you at the end, are we ready to change our Super Bowl pick? That is going to be our uh, our mantra for today. So let's begin, Matthew, with the AFC. Hit me with it. Uh, I had five tiers. I, I, I assume like you had the same, so we'll go with it. See, last, last time so you switched up on me. Last time you had four. I did. And, and I felt like this time I was able to, I kept the same themes, but I did. I combined yeah. my bottom two tiers of life support and see you with the draft. Because again, at this point in the season, so many teams have been ruled out. Um, yes. So, okay, we'll, we'll just get to it. So Super Bowl contenders in the AFC, uh, we have just two. I had four last time. So we're, we're down to just two, Buffalo and Kansas City. 
I, I think Buffalo and Kansas City are, are the only two I have in the in, in the pure contenders um, up there. And then I'll just my other two that were in contenders and that are now Super Bowl hopefuls are Baltimore and Cincinnati, the two teams in the North. And again, wow. I think that's that really is going to come down to. I know that I have a feeling that the one team you're more surprised about in that tier. Um, but I just think it's going to come down to how that division shakes out. Who's going to be able to have you know the better matchups in this one uh, throughout the playoffs. Um, but I just think Buffalo and Kansas City are still, you have to go through those two teams, obviously the AFC. Um, in the hunt, this is where we've got just a mess of teams uh, now that are in the hunt. And this is in the hunt just to make the playoffs for me is kind of how mm-hmm. I thought about this. We're fighting for fighting for uh, uh, basically wildcard spots. Uh, Miami, the Jets, Tennessee Titans, just because of the division. Yep. Chargers. And again, with that Monday night win, the Patriots stayed in this category. Yeah. Or else they were about to be in C at the draft if they didn't get Colt McCoy. But they stay in this category. So, again, that's that's Miami and the Jets dropped down one tier for me. The Chargers dropped down two tiers for me from last time where I had them in contenders. Uh, and, again, it, it the Chargers are going to Chargers, as, as we know. Uh, a typical team every year that, oh, don't let them get in the playoffs. Don't let them get hot. I just still that defense. I don't think it's going to be able to get it done. And then life support slash see at the draft teams, teams that we could just forget about for the remainder of the season, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Denver Broncos, Houston Texans, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Jaguars. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, as I have to say, the Jaguars, another team that dropped down two tiers for me from Super Bowl uh, hopeful all the way down to see you at the draft. <laughs> Super Bowl hopeful. That was unbelievable. Now, we were <laughs> so high on the Jaguars. Like crazy. I mean, the Jags are still in it. Like they still yeah. have a shot to, like, like you said, they're on life support. They got to win every game. Uh, that's where I view the life support is, is that. So, so all right, well, we're going to disagree on some Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders. And, and this is, you know, maybe a surprise to some, but my Super Bowl contenders are also two teams. Oh, I know what you're doing here. I'm sorry. The red flags are up. I have Cincinnati and Buffalo in the, in the Super Bowl contenders. Cincinnati is clearly the best team in the AFC right now. Clearly. clearly I mean, it, are, they're playing the best defense. They're clearly playing the best offense. They've also beaten Kansas City already. Buffalo has also beaten Kansas City already. Why are we so you know quick to say, oh, Kansas City is a Super Bowl contender? Their defense is horrific, metrically wise. And guess what? There's no Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry, that's still there. And they're going to have to rely on Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he is good enough, and he obviously is very, very good. MVP level, worthy season, no question. Do they rely too much on him? That's my question. And look, they've done it before. I can't say they haven't done it before, but this is a very different team that I think is still working out a lot of things defensively to be able to contend with the, I mean, they're the ones that have to go through the other two teams now. Like Cincinnati owns their ass. Buffalo beat them. Should have beat them last year. Like, are we so sure that this team is definitely contending? They're, they're ready to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And that's why I bumped them down. Super Bowl hopeful. I don't know. You can comment on it if you want. Did, did you see his hook shot uh, touchdown flip pass? Again, I know. I think, I, I, okay, this, but I, I really do like plays like that, I think are what separate me and you that from the beginning of the season saying, again, it's like the number, you know, the way his play style, you know, he, he he's better at creating off script. He's not always necessarily the most efficient. And then 
lose side again, where he's, he's, he's the best quarterback because he has all of that play breaks down, can do whatever he wants ability, which is hard to sum up in numbers and yes. hard to sum up in stats. So I, I a play like that is literally like, I think the epitome of, of this, the divide between these two groups is what I see. And I agree with you. I agree with you, but we are measuring one thing. We are measuring the team. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is not the team. And I, God love it. He is most of the offense like he is, but I got to go with what I see the whole picture. And I'm sorry, right now I don't see it with the chiefs defensively. I don't see it. They will get, they will get run out of the building and try to stay out. They will stay up with teams, but they will not be able to stop teams like Cincinnati and Buffalo. I just do not see it. So I'm going to put them in the hopefuls category um, because I think they're there. I think Tennessee is there again basically because of the division, and they are well-coached. There aren't a lot of teams for me in this hopefuls category. I would maybe take a venture on the Chargers, but again, and Baltimore, but Baltimore is hurt again. The Chargers getting their team back, getting their receivers back, they are dangerous. This is a very difficult one to go with. I'd probably put Kansas City and Tennessee, and that's it. Because happy to be there are teams like Baltimore. I don't I don't trust Baltimore right now. Even with Lamar in their offensive package, I don't trust them. I don't I don't trust them to be able to be able to get down to the nitty-gritty of getting to a Super Bowl. I don't see it. And I get they're defensively great on paper. Their team is fantastic and I love them. I don't trust them right now. And I, I can't get them there through a Super Bowl where that offense is so stagnant and so bad on third down. It's just not working out. So I don't think they're there yet. I'll put the Chargers in the happy to be there, the Jets in the happy to be there. And again, I think I'm starting to get proven here that Miami is happy to be there because they have no defense. They're not tough. And we're going to start seeing them actually play good teams and lose. And that's why I have them happy to be there. Um, they're Again, they're going to go to the playoffs more than likely. I don't see them having a chance of getting to the Super Bowl. Just don't see it and with a first-year head coach. I mean, I don't know if you have any else, anything else on that. Yeah, no, the, the soft narrative really took a hit when I believe there was a report, reports coming out. I saw this on Twitter that uh, Miami had heaters on the sidelines in San Francisco oh. in like a like a 50 degree day. Like not like like Can't we're not in, we're for- not at, like they're in Buffalo this week. Like you need <laughs> heaters on the sideline in San Francisco. Tough. Um, and then, again, I have no qualms with you putting Baltimore lower again. That's for me. I said it all year defense 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 i just love this defense and i think yep. that they can absolutely uh they've been fantastic since they got roquan smith and a couple of those did the deadline uh my more question is tennessee i just think that offense again it's just they have no passing attack to speak of they're they're receiving group Traylon burks again dealing concussions is probably going to play a little bit more obviously through the end of this year um barring everything goes well with that but I just think that this offense is just not even close to being able to like, yeah, maybe they can get one win because they're going to get to be able to host because they win the division. But uh, just, this offense is not super hopeful for me at all. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, uh, I, I I can see your argument based on that life support. First team on the board, New England Patriots, because they just are broken. Don't be fooled by what happened on Monday. Do not be fooled. They beat, they have beaten one Count them one starting quarterback this year. One. I mean, it's a joke. It's a real joke. And there's serious, serious changes that need to happen. 
They're on life support. They got to win every game. Jacksonville's got to win every game. Vegas has got to win every game. I'll put Cleveland and Pittsburgh probably in this category. They got to win every game. I mean, there's just no more room for error for any of these teams. Draft ready. Your Broncos are ready to go. Let's 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 get it going. And I'm have the top pick with no draft picks. With no draft picks, so start working on those second, third round guys. Uh, Indy and Houston are also in the draft ready. So yeah, yeah, that's bottom of the barrel. Yep, pretty much. NFC. This one seemed a lot easier to me, to be honest. I was just say NFC was the one. So I only had fallers. I only had people that went down okay. in tiers in the AFC, I think. And then I had, but I had risers in the NFC. Oh. Uh, um, but again, so, but Super Bowl contenders, same three as last time that we did this. Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco. Really? Really? Okay. I'm surprised yeah. that you're surprised by that. Um, I'm a little surprised by one team. That's all. Dallas. Okay, I get it. Or maybe San Francisco. <laughs> I'm on the Brock Purdy train. Brock and roll all night, baby. I don't care. Well, you'll find uh, out. Uh, Super Bowl hopefuls. Minnesota is, is, is still in the hopeful category. Again, I know their defense is bad. But again, hopeful if things all go right. Because again, I do only see three really you know top-tier teams in the NFC. Detroit, rise from, rise wow. from, rise from life support team to Super Bowl hopeful. Like you said it earlier, I mean, Kind of stole my thunder talking about some other guy talking about taking the Detroit. Like, I, I how can you not like deny it? Like, they might just get hot the rest of the season. And they played like even their losses early on in the season. They lost to the Eagles in a super close game that they covered in. And they barely lost to the Bills, who are two teams that we're talking to as Super Bowl contenders. Like they played these teams tight throughout the year. So like they've had really good games, even you know, quality losses, if you will, uh, to good teams this season. Uh, and then Seattle uh, against Seattle, I think, is still a potential hopeful wow. uh, with the Geno Smith story. I know it, that is really uh, things have to go the right way, but I can't I can't deny how well they've played at, at points in this year um, in the hunt for the playoffs. Tampa Bay drops down to this tier uh, again, strictly because of their division. They are allowed to be in this spot. Um, Carolina also because the division gets to rise up. The one team that crawled themselves out of see you at the draft for me. All the way from C at the draft, with where we've been with this roller coaster ride of Carolina this year, uh, to now in the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, the Giants are in the hunt for the playoffs. Washington rises up a tier to being in the hunt for the playoffs after again. I believe we did this last time when Carson Wentz was in. So naturally, yeah. naturally they improve for me. Uh, and then Atlanta still, uh, we get Desmond Ritter this week. And again, that's just still putting basically any team with like four wins in the NFC South <laughs> gets to stay, gets to stay in the, in the hunt for the playoffs. going to say like, like a hat, like, like how many out of this, like 14 of the 16 teams are just in the hunt. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's, awesome. how, it's how it is. The nature of nature of yeah. this time of year, especially with three yeah. wildcard spots now. Uh, and then see you at the draft. Life support teams are Green Bay and the Rams who fall from mm. in the hunt. Because, again, we were still at that point in the year of like, they got to get it together, right? Nope. nope. Uh, not, not for either of these two teams. Uh, Arizona, Chicago, and New Orleans. See mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Super Bowl contenders. Uh, maybe I'm just more cynical. I don't think there's any like very good teams at all. Like I just, I don't see a lot of good teams at all. I, and I really don't see a lot of teams vying for a Super Bowl. So I kept it short and sweet. Philadelphia, San Francisco. That's the matchup I want to see. It's a matchup everybody wants to see. That's what it is. I mean, if those teams are the clear, those are the two best teams in the NFL. I mean, it's not even, it's not even close. So even with Purdy, I, I, he's fine. I, I love that guy. I, I think he's got balls of steel. 
So that's great. Uh, obviously, those two. Super Bowl hopefuls, Dallas. Yeah, they're hopeful. There's no question. Let's not get suckered into like they're going or like they have. I'll put them in Super Bowl hopeful because they're talented. I have no faith that they're going to do anything in the playoffs. None. And they're starting to show it with the way they're playing. So um, I put them in there. You're not going to like this because you're going to see it and you're going to be like, you can't. They're broken. They're dead. Shit. I do think I will hold on to hope because if they get in, things can happen where, like, that man can do things that I've never seen before. I still hold on hope that the Bucks can get there. So I'll put them in the Super Bowl hopefuls category just barely because I don't see a lot of good football from any of these teams, not even from them. But this is their lowest point. I will hold on for one more shot at the end of the year, December football, that they can get it together, get to the playoffs, and go on a run. I do think that they could do it. They just have to get healthy and get – it's got to gel at some point. It has to gel. I do believe it. He's too good to not be able to have that happen. I mean, our, 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 our biases are our biases. Are right? You're yeah. against the Chiefs and Dallas, and you're in favor of Brady. Uh, you know, all right. I, I love I, Dallas. I I love Dallas. I just don't think they have a chance. Really, I, I'm putting in the hopeful category. I could knock them down, um, but I'm not going to. They're, they're a legit talented. contender. Come they're on. they're 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 hopeful. They're hopeful. Uh, happy to be there. These are teams that are completely overrated and won't get to the don't get, won't sniff the Super Bowl. Minnesota, unless they go on a run. Minnesota overrated. Seattle's going absolutely tanking real bad. I mean, yeah. Geno's reverted back. I put Washington and the Giants in here. Because I do think they have a shot at getting, like a good shot at getting to the playoffs. But again, I can't see them doing much or making much noise here. Life support. I know you love Detroit. I, I do too, but they still got to win every game. Like they still got to, like they still have to do it. So I'm not quite ready to say, oh, they're, you know, in. They're still not even in the playoffs yet. So they need some teams to win. Washington and the Giants are going to cancel each other out this weekend. Carolina, because they're one game back. Atlanta, because they're one game back, and New Orleans, because they're playing Atlanta this week, could get to one game back if Tampa loses to Cincinnati. Like, all those teams are on life sport because they're in the divisional contendership. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's the only reason they're in that category. Otherwise, they'd be in draft ready. I guess, I, I guess I'll put Green Bay in here. I mean, I don't know. They could be in draft ready, too. I mean, they're just – I don't know. They're, they could be down or wrong. Either one doesn't matter. Draft ready, the Rams, Arizona, who are – Arizona might be the worst team in football. Like, they are such a freaking joke with the talent that they have. They are they are anemic. And then Chicago because, obviously, they've got three wins. So, Yeah, we're, we're going to be waiting on one of these Mondays to just get the, the Kingsbury – the Kingsbury notification coming through. Yep. I think that – I mean, if that doesn't happen this year, then I don't know what they're doing out there. And it's, it's just – isn't it crazy, like, how – just, like – irrelevant green Bay feels especially with you know it's like it's not yes. like aaron Rodgers is lost for the year like he's just still playing and they're just like it just they're just irrelevant it feels like it's just bizarre yeah no doubt and you know if they win on monday night they get to six wins and you know one of the giants washington's teams is going to be losing so i we think so and, and you maybe know not. <laughs> maybe not so you know they'll keep alive they'll stay they'll have their mouth above the water if you will but you know, I'll tell you something. I watched one episode of the Hawks of Arizona. And I mean, is you can find a no less in, uninspiring coach than Clint, Ken Kingsbury. He's just mono, like 
monotone city. I mean, it's it's horrible. So, are you willing to change your Super Bowl pick? I'm happy to stick with my Super Bowl pick. I mean, okay. definitely sticking with the Bills from the AFC. I mean, no no reason. And actually, going back to that, I thought that one team you were going to phase out was going to be the Bills because if you had a case for as far as again, you could talk about the defense for the Chiefs. Josh Allen, ever since that that week with the UCL, the first Jets game when he came out banged up, he's been kind of inaccurate in some spots, and he's been pretty bad. Obviously, again, they got it done late second half last week against the Jets, but their offense has not been sharp and crisp and, like, super dominant like we've seen. I mean, they the Jets held them to do basically nothing the entire first half last week. Yeah. So I thought you were going to honestly bump down the Bills because of – I don't know if Josh Allen is still playing. It's going to be one of those things going to go through the – the whole season, and as soon as they get knocked out, it's like, hey, Josh Allen's going in for surgery because he had a torn whatever in his arm. And that's – we split hairs on on those things, I think. I, I do think that, you know, those – there are three teams there at the top that, like, you could split hairs on. I only bumped – obviously, I explained why Kansas City, but Buffalo, to me, feels like, yes, they're kind of slugging along, but I think it's not necessarily because of Josh Allen or – First off, they're not a weather team. I've said it for two, three years. They're not a weather team. B, I think they're start. They got to start running the football more, and that'll lead to less scoring. But their defense is playing so good that like they will be able to to do that. So yeah, they're scoring 24, 20 points here and there. But I think they're. I don't think that means they're not playing well. I I think the Jets, you know, are a divisional team. They you know they they have a little bit of their number, a little bit defensively. I think they'll they'll progress. They'll progress as they yeah. go forward. So, and then, uh, and then, on my other side, I'm sticking with San Francisco because, again, yeah. I, this this is also another point against Jimmy G when people people start to you know kind of get on get defend Jimmy G and say you know why are they so quick to move on from him like he's good he wins the quarterback but like he still has his clear limitations of what he can't do you know when he when Shanahan starts Jimmy like he does everything he can to hide what he you know what he needs to do but. All this stuff coming out now as far as like the amount of more passes with air yards and touchdown passes that Brock Purdy has had through a game and a half than Jimmy G has had for the past two seasons. I mean, this past game, he had two touchdowns of 20 plus air yards. Jimmy's got two in the past two seasons of 20 plus air yards. Again, it's like he can go out there and win you games, but he's very limited as what he can do as a quarterback. And uh, Purdy with his ability when the play breaks down is better. He can push the ball downfield better. He's way more athletic in the pot, you know, you're scrambling, getting out. Yep. Obviously he's the last pick of the draft and might catch up with him eventually. But if anybody was going to do it, put my faith, we're gonna, always going to put our faith in Shanahan on this podcast. The Brock lobster continues to roll through. <laughs> and I, I love it. He's, he's awesome. Um, if I may revive an old nickname from a former quarterback, he's awesome. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee any problems. I think they're going to go through. I'm going to stick with Philly. I think Cincinnati's the best team in the AFC. I think they're going, I, I, if I was going to pick a team to go to the Super Bowl, I think it's them. I yeah. really do. They're the most balanced team. I mean, they're awesome to watch. So uh, I have my faith in Joe Burrow. Let's put our faith in five more. Uh, let's do five more picks. Maddie, you won last week. You went four and one. So. Of course, you have the opportunity. Pick or punt, my friend. I will pick this week. Yeah. I will pick. And I'm going to pick because I think I just I feel like I'm having some deja vu, Dan. I feel like I'm having some deja vu. I feel like we were just here a little <laughs> while ago in this same exact matchup where two teams tied. And now, two weeks later, <laughs> we've had a line movement of, of a bigger disparity between these two teams. 
I'm going to have to take the New York Giants here again, plus four and a half against the Washington Commies. Because, again, they just played two weeks ago. I get that Washington last week gets a bye week and gets to rest up and gets to, you know, basically stew into that tie. It wasn't, again, not as bad as a loss, but still get to prepare for the same team basically for two slash three weeks with the bye week. And the, you know, the giants had to go play a divisional opponent as they're playing a divisional opponent, basically every week from now to the end of the season. Um, but I don't think that that's enough to move this line. They literally tied. The game was a pick em, like two weeks ago. You know, it was, it was under three. It was so close. That's why I said I was taking it two and a half. Um, and we pretty much needed a tie to be able to get a cover in that game. And I just can't see how like things have changed this much um again in two weeks not to mention again you did just have the giants getting absolutely blown out last week by uh by the eagles so i think that there's a chance for them to come back be a little more motivated be a little bit more uh you know this is a team that they are literally going head to head against for a playoff spot in the wild card the eagles are you know basically trying to lock up the one seed at this point now and again i just this doesn't make any sense to me i think this is a great time to sell high in washington because this would also be their highest spread as a favorite of the year, mm. the absolute highest spread they've been as a favorite of the year. And again, they tied this team two weeks ago. I get that maybe they've had more chance to like fix the mistakes that they had in that actual game, but the giants dominated that game for, for most of the time. They it required the commanders coming back into that one. And then a little, you know, Daniel Jones on the road is fantastic throughout his career. I believe I had what at least 10 and five, I think it was well, yeah, 10 and five mm. against the spread on the road in his career. And then another thing too, as far as talking about that blowout loss last week for the, for the giants against the Eagles underdogs coming off of a blowout 20 point loss of 20 points or more since 2017 are 106, 69 and three That's 63%. Wow. And this season they are 11, four and one that we've had that many blowouts this season, 73% for those teams in the following week. So Give me the Giants here. A little deja vu. All right. I love Big Blue there. This is my sixth out in my lanes category. It was one of the first things I saw. In fact, I took it too early because I got a terrible line on Sunday night, not thinking that it was going to go up. I thought people would have saw that and be like, what? But they actually bet it up to four and a half. I think it's still – is it at four and a half now or is it four? Or where is it now? It might be down to four. Let me see. Either way. My app either- right now. Uh, it is still four and a half. It do, I do worry we, we are getting a little bit of public dog vibes with the Giants. One thing I almost kept me out of this one. I don't know if that's maybe one of the reasons you stayed off of it, but Giants 69% of the tickets, 90% of the money. Mm. So a lot on the Giants. But look, like we said, sometimes you got to ride with the public. Sometimes yeah. you do. And, you know, like it's, it's a tie two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, it's got to come and, for something. And Heineke laying four and a half again. It's like no we're the Heineke roller coaster. Again, there's highs and lows, but. I'm hoping for a dip. I'm hoping for a drop this week. It makes me feel better that the Giants are on the road. That that definitely makes yeah. me feel better. I'm going to do something that I rarely do. In fact, I think if I could count on one hand how many times I've done this in the history of the show, we are taking the Vegas Raiders this week. Wow. Against the New England Patriots. And here's why. As I've said before, the Las Vegas Raiders. How many times have I bet against the Patriots? Maybe once. Maybe once. I, I think, can think of. Like when you've just had a spot where you're like, this spot is just horrible for them. Yep. And this is the week. Vegas is getting one point at home against the Raiders, against the Patriots, excuse me. Game got moved from Sunday night to an afternoon game. Pats are staying out in the West in Arizona to practice. New England has beaten these quarterbacks this year. 
Mitchell Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, Zach Wilson twice, Colt McCoy, Sam Ellinger, and the one starter was Jared Goff. Those are the quarterbacks they beat. Josh McDaniels is about to show Bill Belichick what the hell he has been missing since they parted ways back in the spring. And this game has nothing to do with the Pats defense being eighth DVOA. It has nothing to do with McDaniels being 2-0 ATS versus BB all-time. It has to do everything with this Patriots non-innovative, screen-laden offense that is not able to produce anything. The main categories that are very important to offenses are third downs and red zone. And the last three weeks of the season, the Patriots are 28th in third downs. They are 31st in the red zone. And for the whole season, they are the worst red zone defense in football. This is the end for the Patriots season. It's the end. Because Vegas's toughness is beginning to show. I know that they lost that game in a horrific fashion Thursday night. But they have proven that they are a much tougher team. And they are weeding out the players that will not be there next year. This will be a masterclass in how to run an offense versus a JV level offense. I mean, the Patriots are a joke offensively right now. And they have lost all these games in the final seconds of the Raiders and have not finished the games out. That's been their problem. The Patriots will not come back against the Raiders team if they're down. They don't they don't have the horses to do it. Kingsbury kicks that field goal at the end of the half. They're up nine points. I don't see the Patriots coming back from that. Maybe they are because the Cardinals are so inept. But if that happens against the Raiders, forget it. It's awful. It's done. And McDaniels does. He won't get bored running the football. This is the Raiders plus one at home against New England. I've lost hope. I'm off the ship. The evil empire has to fall eventually. The rebellion will rise, Dan. The rebellion. Against a form of against a, 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 a young Padawan. I mean, it's all lining up, is it not? It, they and it's taking the place. I'll say it's taking place in the Death Star, too. Yeah. In Vegas, which is it's happening. It's so. happening. But if we know, it's not happening. I mean, I'm, until next year, I mean, I'm not out on Mac. There's no question. I, I love Mac, but I'm out on Mac. I'll tell you that right now. The off, Yeah, the offensive. Yeah. No. And again, I think the only thing that's allowing you to do this is that you still have a Patriots disciple on the other side. But that's true. We'll move on. <laughs> you know me so well. Number four. Can I could just I, I know you, Dan. We've known each other for quite a few years now. Uh, number four here. Well, this is this is again. I think this is kind of the same formula that I had for a pick for this exact team last week. And it's a different team that they're playing against, but it's still in division this week. So um, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens, which is now down to, I believe two and a half instead of three, but I will take the Baltimore Ravens plus two and a half against the Cleveland Browns this week, because I don't know if you guys have been watching the Browns the past two weeks, but um, Sean Watson's pretty, pretty freaking bad at football. Now. <laughs> uh, I mean, he hasn't played well at all since he's come in. Uh, again, the first week, the first game against the Texans, they beat him up. They beat him by like, you know, a couple scores, but it was all defense special teams. They had three offensive, they had one offensive drive that led to one field goal. Uh, other than that, it was all defense special teams and the Texans messing up. Um, and then I got a really coaching matchup in this. This this for me comes down to I know that Baltimore, I think we're going to be going to be without Lamar again. And Tyler Huntley is also in concussion protocol, but he did practice on Wednesday. I'm hoping that he's going to be clear and getting through. 
concussion protocol because I get I think that he is still serviceable, serviceable enough as a quarterback and can run that offense really well. They actually ran the ball better last week than they kind of have for a lot of points throughout the year as far as with the running backs and bouncing out the run um, instead of mostly being Lamar with his legs. So uh, I, I think that their, their rushing offense uh, can play really well if Huntley's under center. And Cleveland's rush defense is putrid. I mean, they are giving up on, on a course of the season. They're giving up nearly 130 yards per game. They've been worse than that lately. And then again, I just I like the coaching matchup in this one, too. Uh, oh, and, and, and the other side of the ball, as far as the Ravens rush defense, Ravens are the number one rushing defense in the NFL since acquiring Roquan Smith. So I, I think that, you know, they could take away Cleveland's biggest offensive threat, make Deshaun have to throw the ball and, and push the ball downfield. Another ugly divisional game going to be outdoors and some elements. And then the coaching matchup in this, uh, as I'm getting to Stefanski as a favorite in the division is one in seven against the spread. Uh, oh. in the division as, uh, since taking over a head coach for the Cleveland. And Harbaugh, on the other hand, I'm sure you're writing on this one, 17-7-1 against the spread as a divisional dog as the Ravens head coach. That is 71% in his career, not to mention that the Ravens have won 24 of the last 29 games between the Ravens and the Browns as far as straight up, 24 of 29. So I will take Harbaugh, take my defense, and run. See. This game is a pretzel for me because for some reason the Sharps like the Browns. Like, and I, I don't know why. I, I'm I'm very confused by that. So again, this is one of those, you know, maybe hold your nose just because of the coaching matchup. Just because of the coaching matchup. And and again, are the Browns gonna be able to run on on Baltimore? I, I still have confidence in the Baltimore defense. I, I'm very confident that it's Huntley and the and the crew and not having any receivers and Dobbins coming back was huge for them. Huge. I'll be so, honest, I didn't know that. I, I when he scored the touchdown last week, I was like, which I think I ended up getting called back. Or no, that one that one held up. Uh I was shocked that he was back again. Yeah. I was like, these guys just been hurt for the entire time he came into the league. So that, that that's why I probably have a little bit of confidence. It's not in my leans, it's 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 just it's Weird for me again. Pretzel game. Pretzel game. I, I don't like that. Saturday game, by the way. Three yes. Saturday games, folks. I meant I meant to say so, that off the top. Nice Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Get the week started early. I'll, I'll be in Boca doing plenty of plenty of TV watching on that Saturday afternoon game. Love it, knowing that I'm not in Cleveland. Um, number number four. Uh, here's another really cold game. This is gross, but. Who are the Packers to be seven-point favorites? I'm sorry. I got to do it. It's I'll hold my nose. Let's have some fun. Baker at least is fun, right? I mean, he's at least, he's at least fun, right? The league, the league is better when, when Baker's talking crap, grabbing his nuts, and headbutting his teammates. <laughs> oh, I love like a true Ram. I mean, fantastic. Uh, look, Green Bay might be off the bye, but the Rams have had 11 days to prep for this game. And I actually like Baker being basically like walked across the street by Sean McVay. Like every one of his moves, like don't cross the street until I tell you to do, buddy. Like he's literally telling him exactly what to do on every play. And he went and he won the game, which was amazing. I think he can go in and, and win this game. I, I do. I, I think they have a shot to win the game. Mayfield must be carefully managed, and I think he will respect Sean McVay enough to listen to him beating a Green Bay defense. This is the last three weeks, and I put more emphasis later in the year on the recent play. 
These are the Green Bay numbers the last three weeks. Last in defensive completion percentage, defensive yards per attempt, defensive yards per carry, defensive yards per play. 31st in rush yards per game and third down defense. 29th in defensive pass rating and 28th in defensive red zone defense. Defensive red zone defense. Red zone defense. Those are bad. I mean, it's really bad. And I get it. They've played, you know, they played the Bears. They played the Eagles. That's a really good team. Titans. You know, this Rams offense obviously isn't the same. They're missing a lot of guys. But they have guys that are fighting for jobs next year. They really are. And let's put some, like, little methodology into this and some run some numbers. Not pretty, not great. But Green Bay as a favor of seven points or more this year, one and three against the spread. I didn't even know they ever had four games where they've been seven-point favorites. It must have been early in the year. The Rams, um, like I said, they have plenty of guys fighting for jobs for next year. And here's a fun little trend. Since 2012, favorites of seven points or more are 41-10 and 10 straight up, but they're 18-31-2 against the spread. So, you know, to me, I really like this number. I took it at seven and a half when I opened. It's down to seven. I'm on the Rams. That's that is ugly. Again, that's that's a plug your nose and just don't even watch the game. Don't even watch the game. <laughs> just put the bet in it and just and move on. That's that's ugly. But again, hey, like you said, let's have some fun. Baker's always fun. fun. You know, the holiday season's coming up. What's it's the season of perpetual hope? And Mayfield maybe gives them a little hope. Number three. Number three here. Man, well, we had to we had to take him out of the Super Bowl hopefuls tier. But it doesn't mean we can't bet on him this week. I gotta take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Plus four and a half at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dallas right now, super banged up. We saw them have a couple injuries last week. Obviously, we saw the Texans almost mess around and win that game last week, which was covering for, you know. 58 minutes until uh, with Pep, with Pep Hamilton. What do you think of Pep's offense last week? Huh? What do you think? What do you think is spreading the lineman out wide, then bringing them in, and then throwing them out? Like running the QB option with Jeff Driscoll, they'll never see it coming. <laughs> just, just literally throwing the kitchen sink. Like we are, we are the kitchen sink, the vanity, the shower curtain. Everything was getting thrown out for that offense for Pep awesome. Hamilton last week. Um, but again. I think the Cowboys are super banged up right now. Uh, and I, you said, again, they've been, they have been lacking a little bit recently. Um, I, their rush offense is, is keeping the ball moving for that team. And that's what Jacksonville's strength of their defense is. When, when I think that this game is going to be totally in Dak's hands, obviously, I mean, they'll be able to move the ball a little bit. Tony Pollard's been fantastic. Zeke's still getting it done. But Jacksonville can lean on, their, on the strength of their, their rush defense, put the ball in Dak's hands, who I think when he's been in those spots – and again, we saw there was a couple hairy throws down the stretch. I mean, he had that the pick uh, at the end of the game last week. He was hit on the arm, but a couple of shaky throws at a Dak last week. And not to mention that Trevor Lawrence has just been tuning it up since since week eight. He has his numbers have drastically, drastically improved. I believe over the past three weeks, he is either two or three weeks. He is PFF's highest or second highest graded passer over those past couple of weeks. Their red zone offense is much more improved from where they were at the beginning of the year where they were really, really struggling um, in the red zone. So I just think that this is a great spot where where the Cowboys have secondary issues. The Cowboys have offensive line issues that they're going to be shuffling around. I know that 
Smith might be coming back, but they, they're losing other linemen. So they're be moving people around again. And that's just never good. So, and again, you, they still have Josh Allen, other guys in that defensive line that can get after the quarterback and get after Dak. So uh, I think four and a half at home mm. uh, is just a little bit too much for this Jags team. Who well, again, you also said is motivated to potentially get into a playoff spot. Again, if they can, mm-hmm. if they can get to a point where they're playing Tennessee, either week 17 or 18, I think they're playing in week 18. Right. And yeah. I believe if they are only a game back, they win that game, then they would be two and zero against them on the year after this past win. So they would then take the division. So they're trying to, they're trying to win outright leading all the way, uh, you know, all the way into that divisional game uh, in week 18. And I do think that this is one that the sharps are backing me on here right now. Jacksonville 52, percent of the tickets 94 percent of the money it's mm. a lot of money on jacksonville uh i do like it's better when we get that crossover of ticket and money but uh clearly clearly the sharps are hitting that number uh it's not four and a half it is four now so it's just oh the jags plus four so well it's a good thing it's a good thing we took it at four and a half because this is our mind meld of the week here nice uh, love this one it's the nfl version of a look ahead spot that too the Dallas Cowboys, who barely escaped Houston last week, are still talking about Jalen Hurts. I this makes me like the Eagles so much more. I mean, it just does because he he says I'm worried about Chicago, and Micah Parsons is all worried about whether Jalen Hurts is the MVP or not. I mean, like talking on these podcasts and all these things, they can't help themselves. They just can't help themselves. They the Eagles are so in their head. It's ridiculous, and they're going to screw up this week against the Jaguars. Lawrence, you like you said, last three weeks, second highest passer rating in football. I mean, he's been outstanding. Last six weeks, ten touchdowns, zero picks. I mean, he's been outstanding. They've also they're a top five team in sacks allowed. They don't get sacked anymore. That was the worst thing about them last year. Uh, they got to run the ball in the interior. If they can run it interiorly against the D tackles. Probably not going to be able to run it outside, but if they can run the ball interiorly, set up play action, run their offense, uh, no reason they can't win the game. I mean, no reason they can't win the game. The uh, you're right. The problems for Dak are much worse than people realize. I, I, I think there's a, there's a miscommunication right now going on. Well, they were playing great football all the way up till recently, so I'm all in on this. I think Jacksonville plus four. If we're going four, I guess. Uh, but four and a half, I mean, if you keep buying that, get it, but we'll go four. Dallas Jacksonville plus four. I like it. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it, I, am, I am seeing four and a half, some spots, but I would bet by the time this is out that probably four, just about everywhere. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that for the, for the people so that they can ride along with the same number as us. Uh, was this your number three play of the week or was this it? It was, no, it yeah. was, yeah, it was right yeah. on the, right on the button because he's number, number two and number one. I just. I'm in love. So, I mean, with really? these two spots, I love them. I mean, love these spots. So, go ahead with number two. I'll say this this you, Jacksonville could have been anywhere from one to three. I, I kind of, these were all, I don't love any of them. I just think that they're kind of the spots. Talk about one that I, I don't love. I do love, I do love the quarterback in this matchup. And that's the reason why I have to take it. It's very, very scary. It's very scary. But I got to back Justin Fields at n- plus nine. At home against the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, you could watch the past two weeks and say, well, look at the Eagles. They're capable of blowing teams out. They absolutely are. They've done it against the Titans and against the Giants. But again, we just said it's a look-ahead spot for the Cowboys. Now, while they're, again, speaking about (laughs) – they're speaking about the Eagles in two weeks versus, again, Jalen Hurts is focusing on Chicago, as he said in his press conference. But still a look-ahead spot for them. You know, they still do have that very big game to – 
lock up the division, lock up borderline the one seed if they win next week, um, depending how things go with Minnesota. But I just think that Justin Fields is just athletic enough and, and capable enough of moving the ball. I feel like where the Eagles have dominated the past couple of weeks is on defense and and just keeping their offense on the field the entire time uh, and just absolutely exhausting, exhausting the defense of the teams they've played against. I do think Chicago can at least possess the ball here. And again, Fields can scramble for first downs and keep drives alive and not have it where the Eagles are absolutely dominating time of possession. And by the time the second half comes around, they're so far ahead and they've already you know, tired out the defense so much in the first half um, that they could just run away with it here. So it, it's scary with what the Eagles have done the past two weeks, but that's exactly the reason why we're getting this nine number. I mean, this could have maybe been six and a half, seven, and I, I wouldn't have touched it, but nine points for Chicago at home with Justin Fields, I think is just way too much for me. Since this season, underdogs of nine or more since the start of November, we always say as we get later in the year, these big dogs, going against these teams that have good records are they get inflated since the start of November dogs and nine or more 12 and four against the spread 75%. You can't just rest on the laurels of your record from all of the weeks that have happened in the NFL. Cause it's a week to week league. Uh, give me Chicago plus nine points. Yeah, it's in my lanes. I, I mean, it, it's definitely going to be on my card later in, in the, in the week. I probably grabbed it at nine. I think I did grab it at nine actually already. Because I do think that there, there's a good chance that this could drop. Uh, this could be a, easily down to eight uh, by game time. I and mean, I know the public will come and be like, oh, the Eagles, you know, playing the Bears. Are you kidding me? But I think it's a perfect offense to play the Eagles because, you know, you're getting that kind of wing six back offense that we hear about all the time against this team, adding another dimension to it when they're really not that great at rush defense, although they are playing better with Jordan Davis back. The, my problem is Philly. Philly throwing the football has been equally as good. And yeah. and that's what's so scary is Chicago's defense is just awful. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they just got to keep up with them. I don't think they can win this game, obviously. But, look, if you're down if you're down two touchdowns at the end of the game, you feel pretty good about Justin Fields maybe getting to, you know, come back. If we got seven minutes left in this game, Eagles might be coasting, you know, something like that. Uh, I could definitely see this one. I'll be on it more than likely. Yeah. And you just got to think too, the Eagles are like, really, I think they can kind of see that they can maybe coast through this one. They're not going to use every, every, you know, big play call they have in the book again with Dallas coming up next week. I think that they're going to kind of try and just control the ball here, do what works, you know, maybe not air it out quite like they've been, like you said, they've been, airing it out the past two weeks. I mean, they were mm-hmm. tossing the ball over the Giants last week. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's scary as it is with Chicago's defense. This number is absolutely inflated because of the past two weeks. This is your number two play. That's wild. And the over-under is is 48. So it's it's decently high and there's going to be a high wind in this game. So, you know, we'll see. It, interesting. I was looking actually with all with all the weather, again, that's protect, protecting the, the Northeast and obviously the Midwest is always, you know, potential for, for some snow and stuff. Not a single total over 50 this week. Every, the highest one is 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 Chiefs and Texans at 49 and a half. So not a, not a single one. A lot of low 40s with all these weather elements this week, which is again why it's, I think it's a great week for dogs because again a lot of low total games that you want to you want to be taking the points. In. Oddly enough, there's a lot of games indoors. There just aren't a lot yeah, of a lot of not a lot of games outdoors this week. So I mean, but this is an outdoor game, and this is a game where there will be weather involved. The wind will be a factor in this game. So look out. Uh, these next two, I took the money lines immediately. I mean, I love these two 
I love these two because they're our two favorite coaches. But number two, I'm going to take him and I get another same spot. Give me the steel curtain. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers getting three points against Carolina. Like, what are we talking about? I mean, okay, Carolina's played well, but come on. I mean, are we serious? Sam Darnold as a three-point favorite? I mean, this I ate up. Ate it up. I mean, this is – I mean, I don't want to say it's easy, but, like, come on. This ain't Seattle's defense here. This is J.J. Uh, this is T.J. Watt, excuse me. T.J. Watt and the Steelers in the steel curtain. I mean, this is a good defense. Sam Darnold played well, and they've ran the ball well. But they're playing a top-five DVOA defense against the pass and the run. They're playing a top-six defensive yards per carry. They're not going to be able to run the football on this team. They're tied for six in defensive yards per carry. It's Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, the one thing that's scary is, yes, Trubisky had a terrible game against the Ravens. But, again, it's about – they're managing both these quarterbacks. They are. And Trubisky's not very good. But I do think that they can manage it enough against this team to be able to win this game. And, and plus, I mean, we're going again. Mike Tomlin has a dog. I mean, it's just – it's right there for the picking. He's amazing. but particularly. After losing to Baltimore, he is amazing. After losing to the Ravens the week before, he's 11-5 and five against the spread. Week five or later, this is an amazing stat, in week five or later, after losing a game in the division, Mike Tomlin is 6-0 and against the spread and 6-0 and straight up. I mean, that's so impressive. So impressive. And if you need more, I'll give you more. Carolina, as a favorite this year, they've been a favorite three times. They've lost all three. They're 0-3 against the spread. 59% of the bets last I checked were on Carolina. 65% of the money on Pittsburgh. Don't overthink it. Steelers all the way, plus three. I will say, I do think this is. I do think this one is down to two and a half. I don't know if you're seeing three. Give I'm, it to I'm me. Saying, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing two and a half. Give it to me. Yeah, this one I, I get again. Obviously, Tomlin dog spot, but I, the quarterback situation scaring me. And again, I I just think Carolina's playing really well right now, and I, I actually I do I do kind of like like the way that they're they're rolling a little bit here. And I and I get it. This is a different defense for sure, but man, yeah, this this one was I actually didn't even have a lean, or this was nothing for me. I, this game really, this game I, I was just kind of off on. Matt, we're talking about. Seattle, and they really didn't do anything against Denver. Denver just couldn't move the football. That's really it. They scored three points against the Ravens. I mean, like the last three weeks, I mean, they played Seattle. I mean, that, that was really the one game. I mean, that's really it. And that's why you were on it, right? I mean, the, the Seattle defense wasn't very good. This is a different animal. It's a different animal. They're not going to win this game. Uh, number one, go for it. Number one play of the week, man, this is, I feel like this is a, the darling matchup of the year in this one. And it's close and and it's two teams that I think people have, have, have had their back and want to see, they want to see both these teams get back in the playoffs because they both haven't been there in quite a long time, (laughs) but I've got to back gang green here, Lou. We've got to back gang green. Against the Detroit Lions, I know it hurts, and again, I think that I think that is going to be a lot of what this week is. The Lions are the public darling right now; they are the story of 
of are they going to get in? They've won a five of six. They've covered six in a row against the spread. Mike White says he's healthy. Mike White says his ribs. What a what a baller. What a dog. That's just a dog right there is Mike White, that guy. Coming back in, he saw he's in the blue tent getting bandaged up. He sees Joe, Joe Flacco give two handoffs, and then he fumbles because he can't move at all in the pocket. He's like, get me back in there. I can't, I can't sit on the sidelines and watch this old decrepit man throw our playoff chances away. Um, I, I just think that, again, Detroit has beaten up on some teams that I think not necessarily in the best spots. Again, they beat up Minnesota. You know, they, they get Minnesota last week. We say their defense is, is horrible. They had the Jags in, in, in a tough spot uh, a few weeks ago coming off of uh, the most dramatic win that they had had in that crazy, crazy overtime uh, win that they had. And they go into uh, Detroit next week. Uh, the, they played the Bills tough on, on Thanksgiving Day. And then before that, it's beating up the Giants and Chicago's defense. This is a legit top five, top three defense in the league. Uh, and then you also get Jared Goff playing outdoors. Again, this is going to be, there's going to be cold wind, maybe some snow. It, we saw it just when he went and played new England in his first outdoor game of the year in like week four or five, when there wasn't even that much of an element, it was maybe a little bit of a cold day. It was a little windy and they got shut out on offense. Obviously they didn't have Amon Ross, a Brown. They didn't have DeAndre Swift, but Jared Goff playing outdoors has much, much, much worse splits. He also has much worse splits playing against top tier defenses, uh, which he hasn't had to play in a few weeks. Uh, I, I just think that the pets, again, the jets are, top five in, in, in completion percentage allowed. They're top five in yards per attempt. They're top five in passing yards per game. I think they are able to keep this one close. Uh, and then again, I, I think that they should have a, not, not too big of a problem moving the ball this Detroit defense. Um, so I think you got to give me the Jets here. And this is flip-flopped all over the place. I believe it's still, I believe it's back to Jets plus one. I saw I saw them, they were at minus one yesterday. It's, it's, it's bouncing all over the place, but I will take the Jets here at plus one. The money line, the money line's one ten. I just need, oh. him, I just need him to win now, right? So just give me, give me the money line. It's a flat one ten, uh, juice rate. So give me the. So chance. are you, are you seeing Jets plus one? Because I'm seeing Jets minus one where I am. That's what I'm saying. I it's, mean, it, it's everywhere. Fan, FanDuel in Connecticut has it plus one, but uh, a consensus on the Action Network app does have it at Jets minus one. So it is. Well, it's all over that. Said. Might as well just give me the pick them. <laughs> yeah, I said just give me this. The money line right now is minus one ten. So just Jets money line. Okay. Just give it to me. All right. Well, well, Jets money line. That's the one. Uh, Lou, what's read? What do you like? Is this is this feasible? Are you scared of this hotline scheme? What is it? Uh, you know, uh, no, I'm not scared. We got Mike White. We got a good defense. We we can do it. We can get it done. It's all about the defense, baby. It's yeah. all about the defense. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. I just I think Detroit's playing a lot better, and I know you're talking about off outdoors the last two games he's played outdoors they put up 31 points both games in chicago and in new york against the giants so i mean i don't know that that's a, <laughs> but a tough game tough game those defenses are i, I get it, I, I get it. definitely not good as good as the outdoors. Jets. yeah yeah definitely not as good against the jets i want no part of it i don't know what to make of the lions and i don't know who's playing quarterback for the jets so i'm We'll see. We'll see. Uh, number one, I mean, this was just right in my face. You got a team, a tough team that is at its lowest point versus a team that just, you know, they won a game last week 
and you know people see them all over the place and say, "Wow, they might be back in in the saddle." No freaking way am I falling for that. Classic buy low, sell high. Titans plus three in LA against the Chargers. I mean, come on, this is the perfect, perfect Vrabel spot to rally the troops. They're four and two against the spread as dogs this year. They beat the Chargers. Oh, look, Herbert had a great game. That team barely won that game and outclassed the Dolphins the entire way. And it took an onside kick that they almost didn't get to finally win that game. I watched that game as closely as I watched any game last week. That game was Chargers controlled it the whole way, and they still almost gave the Dolphins a chance to win. We all know the secret to beating the Chargers. Run, run, run till daddy takes the T-bird away. I mean, that's just what you do. Last in defensive yards per carry, 28th in defensive rush yards per game, 30th in defensive yards per play, despite having a pretty decent pass defense. They're 30th in that category. They're still kind of banged up. We don't know who's coming back. They had, they were without four or six, what was it, six starters were out on defense last week. I mean, mm-hmm. I have no idea who's playing. They should be able to throw on Brable's defense, but I think that Brable's going to have a much better game plan on how to rush Herbert than the Dolphins did. I, I really do. I, I They're also getting healthy. They need to get healthier. They got to get Simmons back in the lineup. They got to, obviously, Burks, you know, come back, but they're going to run the football on this team. They're going to control the clock. This is a Brable spot where he's going to outcoach Staley. I mean, that's just what he's going to do. They're, they can easily win this game if they get guys back. It's a tough Titans team. Versus a Teflon Chargers team. That's what it is. 51% of the bets are on the Titans. 88% of the money is on the Titans. So no, it's not a crossover, but the tickets are virtually split. Vrabel, dog, spot. Give me the money line too. Love it all day. Six times on Sunday. Titans. Yeah, this is this is probably my number six. Probably first one out. And again, it's, it's, it is from... The injuries, I just, I worry because they like the defense has got a lot. You, know, you, you mentioned Simmons, Autry, a lot of guys are questionable to play in this game. I again, they need, I think they need Burks back. I, you can run the ball all you want with with Henry, obviously, but you, you just got to have some sort of balance and some sort of threat in the offense. It can't be Nick Westbrook, Akina. Uh, they need somebody better than that in the offense to be able to catch the ball. So that's the only thing that kept me off of this one. But again, I, I agree, the coaching matchup makes sense. Uh, the, the team you always want to back as a dog in the Titans and the team you never want to back as a favorite in the Chargers. You know what I mean? It, it really does match up the way you want it to be. We are fading the Monday night winner this week. We are fading the Sunday night winner this week. Let it be known across the land. Titans, they ain't bringing no heaters. Tell you that right now to, to L.A. They ain't bringing them. Uh, I love them. I, I mean, I, I wish the Titans were healthy. I wish their team had just one more offensive weapon because I feel like they could be a Super Bowl team. Definitely got to fix a secondary too, but they could be a Super Bowl team if they fixed that roster. If only they had like an A.J. Brown type. If only. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, Such it is. That's why their GM's fired. Um, That's the other thing, dude. That's a weird – they're in the division, like going to make the playoffs, firing the GM. Another just weird – another thing that – Keep me away from the Titans this week. Political play. Political play for Vrabel, I think. Uh, leans. Any other leans? What did I give out as leans? I gave out the Giants. I gave out the Bears. I do have two more. I think I, I think I know one of them. I also have – I well, I kind of have three. 
I want to lay the number three and a half of Cincinnati because again, don't oh, don't really? tell me don't tell me about Tampa Bay, Dan. Don't tell me about. I mean, they got they basically got shut out last week. That yeah. was a pity touchdown at the end of that game. They got shut oh, out, yeah. but yet they're going to be they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl because they're they're going to figure it out after after nineteen weeks and twenty five seasons. Tom Brady took it. It takes a whole season for him to get things going now, apparently. Uh, so I, I really do want to lay the number with Cincinnati. Uh, I kind of I, I'm going to be with my boy Desmond Ritter this week. I, you know, I, I, my, ah. my 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 number one pick or my my first round pick, Desmond Ritter, uh, get his first start against New Orleans this week. I think four and a half for them. Um, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why he can't be move this offense higher than what Mariota had. I think he has a better passing ability than Mariota, and, and maybe not as many limitations. First week in, not as much tape on this guy. So I kind of, I was almost going to do that. It's just too much of a variable to put in this one. And I know this has got to be a lean for you too, Dan. Indianapolis plus four and a half against yep. Minnesota. Yep. The problem I have with this is, and everybody's on it, because you just you just fade Minnesota at this point. If they're if they're giving up points, or even last week they were catching points, we faded them. Um, I, I think you got to be able to have someone who could throw the ball and push the ball downfield. And I have no confidence that Matty Ice can do that at this point. You know what I mean? Like that's how you beat it's it's the secondary of this team that you've really got to push the ball. Uh, and I just worry about getting that with Matt Ryan in this passing offense. Oh, I think they can run the ball too, though. Like I, yeah, I, but again, I, do I just think I they think can think run I, on Minnesota. I think being able to get separation and being able to hang into the game is is you gotta be able to throw the ball in them. And I just that's the part that scares me. Steph Gilmore versus Justin Jefferson will be a fantastic match. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. I like the Colts a lot. I have them in my lanes. Uh, you're probably not going to like it, but um, Buffalo laying a big number. I like it. Yeah, it worked out well last week. Yeah, it did not at all. But this is not the Jets' defense. This is a snow game. This is a classic, uh, you know, grind it out, win the game 24-13 because let's face facts. I mean, Buffalo put up 500 yards the last time they they played this team, and they screwed it up because they mismanaged clocks and all those different things. This is a very different time. This is a very different Dolphins team playing in the snow. Um, I'm in it. I'm in for Buffalo. I've said it for weeks. I said Miami is going to take a nosedive. And they're going to start doing it. I'm taking Buffalo. See, I just, I just think if there's weather in this game, with all the speed that Miami has, and that defense having to chase guys, you know, on, on and maybe potentially slippery conditions, like, and again, I know you don't like to give them credit for it, but Tua does just have to throw that three to four air yards crossing route to Tyreek Hill, yeah. and he can make, you know, guys in the snow trying to chase, chase Tyreek Hill. That's that's a nightmare for them. Jalen Waddle, the same thing. So I think it could just be a sloppy. Uh, there's definitely if there's snow with not a lot of wind, I will absolutely be taking the over in this game. Snow. Well, there's snow and there is a lot of wind. Yeah. So and Lake that's effect. that's yeah, and and that's what we're going with our next thing because there we go. You know, it's almost too easy. And and you know, part of me wants to go to Chicago and take that game instead because there is wind, but there is gonna be two to four inches of snow on the ground. There is gonna be it's gonna be twenty-two degrees. Wins at 10 to 15, so it's going to be more like the teens than anything else. Um, whoever's tougher wins the game, I think Buffalo I think Buffalo will run the football this week. I think this will be a similar game because Buffalo is not a weather team. I've been saying it. They're not built for it. They're not built for it. Every game they play in the weather, they score 24 points. Every time. I mean, it, it's like clockwork. So, and I, and I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to cover this game. So, under 42 and a half, 
I think it's a 40, might be a 42 now. Um, I like it. I like it. That's where I'm at. I don't think Miami will be able to score a ton of points. I think in the red zone, they're going to have problems with a condensed area in the snow. Uh, they just don't run the football for some reason. I don't know why they don't do it. So they'll try to do it, I think, this week. And Buffalo will shut that down. They're playing a good defense that now has the formula on how to beat them the last two weeks. Really had the formula anyway. They shut them down. They scored 19 points against, or 21 points against them in the last game they saw. Them. So I like Buffalo, Miami, under 42 and a half. But don't be afraid to look at that 48 in Chicago and Philadelphia either. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, All right. I um, got to do this. I got to get to this eventually, Dan. Yeah, I, I think you we, do. And again, I sometimes it, look, I took took all dogs in the in the plays this week. So I, I try I usually try to vary from the five. But we're, we're piecing two together from the five that I like the most. I again, I you almost convinced me to to throw Rabel in here, but I just got to keep him out because I'm so worried about the injuries in that game. But I did almost throw the Titans in this, but I'm going to take the Ravens. As I said, uh, huh. they've won 23 of, of, or 24 of 29. Uh, in this matchup. So I'll give you the Ravens at plus 128 here to win this game outright. And I'm going to take our mind out of the week. I'm going to take the Jags here. I think that I think that we are right. on with that one. So they are plus 176 on the money line. I think this is a good chance for, again, like you said, it does make perfect sense. Dallas, so worried about the Eagles being like, we have a chance to jump them in the division. And then if the Eagles get it done this week and Dallas does not, they are now too, you know, it's like they, that game next week does not hold nearly as much weight for them to be able to crawl. They'd have to win that game and still have things go right the rest of the remaining two weeks uh, for them to be able to jump the division versus if they were to just close, finish out business here. And I think that's, I think in classic Dallas fashion, they will screw their opportunity to make a big game, you know, a big leap next week by just ruining it this week by not focusing down in Jacksonville. So, so give me uh Jags plus one seventy six. Ravens plus 128, that will get you plus 530 on the parlay. It'll get us just about halfway back. Get us on the board. It's about getting us on the board. We're too deep. Get us on the board, Matthew. I love that very much. Uh, Let's do it, Lewis. Look into your crystal ball, as I know we're running really late on time. What is the narrative this week, Lewis? Did you find it? Well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Joe Burrow is going to beat up the old man down in Tampa Bay. (laughs) Give me Cincinnati. Minus three and a half. That's it. That's all I need. Passing the torch. Uh, mm. you could look at it like that if you like. I, you know, I, uh, I like that. Nobody's got more Brady in him than Burrow. I'll say that. That's fair. How, how many? How many times has Brady passed the torch? I mean, we we passed it to Mahomes and we passed it down. How many torches has he got left? Oh, he yeah. didn't pass nothing to Mahomes last time uh, I picked. He won that Super Bowl. So. Not passing no any anything to Mahomes. I mean, yeah. Mahomes is the best. And will never ever let it happen. Mahomes it's is the best just, in the league. It's but Burrow, Burrow's got Burrow's got more Brady in him than anybody else. I, I, I I've been eating crow, and Dan's sitting there eating the crow, being like, oh, "This chicken's fantastic." I mean, he's just not. He's just not willingly. Like, <laughs> I am admitting, willing admitting. to say he's, <laughs> he's an MVP. He's second in the MVP. He's he's I think Earth's the MVP, but he's right up there. He deserves it, hundred percent. We were wrong. We were wrong. I'll say it. We were wrong on Mahomes. I put Russell Wilson ahead of him, for God's sakes. We were wrong. Yeah, Lou's going to clip that. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm just going to say it so we can. (laughs) All right. That's it, folks. We got to close out. Matty, real quick, run through your picks. Uh, All right. We'll run it down. We've got uh, the deja vu pick of the week with the Giants plus four and a half against the Washington Commanders. Uh, Baltimore Ravens plus two and a half against uh, the Cleveland Browns. Jacksonville plus four and a half at home against the Cowboys. 
the Chicago Bears at home plus nine against the Philadelphia Eagles and gangrene plus one by money line, pick them, whatever you want to say, gangrene at home against the Detroit Lions Beautiful. and the money line, money line parlays, Baltimore and Jacksonville. Love it. Mine are the, these five Raiders against the Pats plus one. Can you believe it? I'm taking the Raiders. Rams ugly on Monday night against the Packers in a very frigid Lambeau field, plus seven. Jacksonville in the mind meld, plus four and a half against Dallas. And my two favorite, Pittsburgh, plus three at Carolina. And Tennessee, plus three at the Chargers are my very, very favorites. Take them on the money line as well. Under the weather, Miami at Buffalo, under 42 and a half in the snow on Lake Erie. The bet the narrative is Cincinnati, three and a half. Three and a half. Beautiful. Gentlemen, let's wrap it up before people say au revoir. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you in a few weeks. I'm going to be down in Boca this weekend. I can't wait. Enjoy the weekend, Maddie. Enjoy it. And hey, after we got a cover last week, we can still ride, baby. Let's ride. Let's ride, baby. We'll see you next week on the Sunday card. Thank you for listening. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silverth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season, at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.